Seats and Scholars, Alex Alonso and FG, here to bring you guys another banger. And I'm here with the East Side General. What it do? What it do, man? What's going on? What's going on with you, homie? How you doing today? Oh man, everything's good, man. How you feeling? Oh, I'm good, man. Just taking it easy, man. You know, the sun's shining, you know, and shit, I'm off today, so shit, it's all good. Oh, you probably about to jump on that hog today, huh? Am I right or wrong? Well, you know what? A little later on, man, my daughter got a, a powder puff football game. I don't know if you know what that is and shit, but I think the seniors, uh, they play a little flag football game. You know, my daughter and them going to play in that a little later, so we're going to go up to the high school and check that out, man. And, you know, just enjoy some family time first. But tonight, no, definitely, no doubt about it, I'm going to be on that thing. <laughs> no, I ain't never heard of a powder puff. Is it like flag football? Yeah, it's like flag football. You know, co-ed, you know, they get out there and have a little fun, man, you know. Oh, okay. No, I ain't. I ain't even up on that. But I did hear that uh, flag football is a, is about to be in the Olympics or something. I don't know. Damn, I didn't. No, I didn't hear that one. But shit, I wouldn't be surprised, man. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, let's tap in with a couple of things, man. I um, do you remember that? Uh, <laughs> you remember that sheriff deputy from Clayton County, Georgia, just south of Atlanta, the home of uh, Waka Flocka Flame, Victor. No Hill. doubt. No doubt. Victor Hill. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like Victor Hill is on his way to uh, a, a U.S. penitentiary, man, and uh, he he was sentenced to to eighteen months, which is really it's really not a, a big a big issue, I guess. What do you think? No, no doubt he over there for a city. You know what I mean? He, I'm, I'm 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 knowing he at the, the the camp over there for a city. They got a medium, a low, and a camp. You know what I mean? So I'm sure he went straight to the camp, nonviolent. You know, ex um you know law enforcement. He went straight to the camp, but uh. He got that 18 months, you know, off that 18 months, he still should pull, you know, uh, 13, 14 months to be technical. But uh, ain't no telling what's going to happen, being that this dude is ex-law enforcement. They may pull some strings and get him out a little early. But look what it says here. I just looked him up on the BOP website. It says Forest City Low, FCI. Well, you so, know, it's, it's, look, there's two things that can happen. Most of the times, you know, when you go to these uh, facilities, they send you to the low first, then they walk you over to the camp. You know what I mean? You may stay at the low a day or two. You may not stay no time but that one evening and then get walked over to the camp, you know. And and sometimes they'll say that you at the USP or you at the, the low when you actually at the camp. Sometimes they don't advertise that you at the camp, you know. So it could be both situations, but I'm almost certain he went straight to the camp. Okay, so uh, camp ain't really, really much of a, I guess, a difficult prison time, or or can it? I mean, no, it's, but it's where you want to be, to be honest with you, is where you want to do your time, man. But even if he did go to the low, I mean, you know what I mean? At the same time, it's a low-level facility, you know, it's where you're going to catch a lot of dudes, you know, money laundering and, and, and city officials and things of that nature. If for some reason they can't go to the camp, I mean, don't get me wrong, you, you can have camp points and still have... Um, uh, something on your jacket that won't let you go over there. You know what I mean? You could, um, you know, have something in your file that won't let you make it over there to the camp. But at the same time, um, you know, um, even the low level institutions, man, I mean, you know, so it's a walk in the park, you know, plus he law enforcement, man, you know, he, he know how to handle himself around, around people, man. Ain't no smoke, really no smoke over there, but I always say that in any facility anywhere around the nation, man, you can get God if somebody wants you. You know, somebody at that facility that you did wrong, you know, and they want to reach out and touch you, it ain't nothing from stopping them from reaching out and touching you. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, you know what I just realized about uh, the federal the federal prison system, which I never realized before, 
is that you could actually turn yourself into the actual prison, whereas in state prison, you the county takes you and delivers you to the prison, but you could deliver yourself to the federal prison you're about to turn, that you're about to do your time in. Oh, no doubt. You know, I've seen plenty of homies do it. You know what I mean? You know, they get a, a sentence, you know, like say they have a situation where they was able to get bail. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't believe that the feds give you bail, but they do. It's just not a cash bomb. Most of the time it's an equity bomb, you know, in case you somebody, your parents or grandparents, somebody don't have enough equity and property. They could put up that equity to secure your bond in federal prison. Everybody don't have that action. So uh, that's why a lot of times you don't hear people getting federal bonds. Um, but when you do, when you are sentenced, most of the time you're not taken into custody. A lot of times if you was granted a bond, they gonna, um, just you're going to have to report to to the prison itself. You know, meaning your girlfriend, your moms or somebody, they're going to drive you straight to the prison and you're going to get out and walk up to it and and uh, and take yourself to prison. And what a lot of people don't know also is they got what they call furloughs, you know, the um Sometimes when inmates going from prison to prison, they'll get a furlough, meaning they'll give them a bus ticket from one prison to the next. You got so many hours to get to that prison the next day or however long it takes. If you're coming from Pennsylvania to California, it may take you two days on the bus, may take you more, you know, and you're going to have that two or three days in order to uh, get to California. You know what I mean? Now, what a lot of homies going to do, you know what I mean? I shouldn't be telling the secrets, but what a lot of homies going to do is get that bus ticket, Alex, and jump on the plane. You know what I mean? And go to their family house, you know, chill for a day and then go turn themselves into the prison, you know. But at the same time, I, the, the, the BOP knows what's going on, you know. But but those things are intact. People just don't know about them, you know. Well, I can't believe that Victor Hill actually took his case to trial last year and he was found guilty on six of seven federal abuse charges for ordering inmates to be held in restraint chairs for hours, and now he's about to be in prison with those inmates that he um that he abused. So something no could happen to him, right? Yeah, no doubt. That's why I say if he did something wrong to one of them inmates, and depending on if you know, it's always these factors, Alex. You know, everybody in prison want to go home. You know, everybody in prison. You know, a lot of them got family. A lot of them got you know kids that they trying to get home to. You know, what I mean, some of them may say, yeah, this dude did me wrong, but is it risk me busting this dude upside his head, getting a little more time? you know, to be away from my family, you know, for this dude, you know, that's always the, the factor. But then you also got that one dude who just don't give a fuck, you know what I mean? And he goes, you know, oh, that's dude. And, you know, you in here like me now, and he going to take it to you. You know what I mean? Dude already smaller in stature. I mean, he don't know how to defend himself a little bit, but that don't mean, he, you know, it's going to stop you from getting his ass whooped either because in there he's an inmate. You know what I mean? You know, they not looking at you like you a cop. You an inmate, bro. So uh, he definitely can get it. All right, let me um, play this clip of of the uh, local news talking about him turning himself in. Happening today, former Clayton County Sheriff Victor Hill is reporting to federal prison to begin serving his 18-month sentence. Hill posted a video on Facebook this morning that shows him boarding a private plane. The caption simply says, strength and honor. A judge sentenced Hill back in March after a jury found him guilty on six federal abuse charges. Investigators say he ordered inmates to be held in restraint chairs for hours at a time. Hill's attorneys are in the process of appealing his conviction. Hey, he needs to get out of here with that appeal, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, he need to go on, uh, go on up out of here with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, go and do that little time they gave him. They gave him the least he can get, you know what I mean? But he still want to, 
you know, try to appeal. And by the time your appeal go through, man, that sentence will be finished, bro. Yeah, I was reading that he could even get um he can get released after six months if uh, for good behavior. But what's what's the deal with the private jet to the prison? Does the BOP pay for that? I mean, a private jet? No, nah, I ain't heard of a private jet. Now I've been on Con Air before a couple times, but I wasn't no private jet. You know what I mean? And um, so I don't know if that's what they call in Con Air or if they really sent him in a private jet. I have no idea. Um, I believe she may be talking about Con Air. You know, calling it a private jet. You know. Oh, okay. It looked like a nice little jet though. That that he was about to hop on. Yeah, I, I, that was something totally different. But I don't know how that worked out. But uh. That's wild. They still showing him privilege after the shit he did. Yeah, yeah that's look, definitely look. a private jet. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on with that one. Um, yeah, man. I wonder who's picking up the tab on that because I know um, he, he ain't paying for that. I wonder if uh, well, he's he's a former deputy, so they're not gonna pay for that. So I can only imagine the the federal um, bureau of prisons would pay for that. But that's crazy if they they gonna let him pull up in luxury like that. No doubt. Now, did he get fired? He did get fired or? or uh, yeah. I'm yeah, sure he had to. Yeah. Once he was convicted, he had to be fired. Right. Or even before. Yeah. He, yeah he's former. He's a former okay. uh, deputy. So I don't think he's got any access to. But you know what? Some of these former deputies, they still got their pensions. They still get certain privileges, even though they're terminated. It's not like a, a complete severance of the job. You know, you got you still get some of the benefits, even though you're not on the job anymore. Well, the thing about it, he ain't going to get the benefits of not getting his ass well when he get to prison because he's not a cop anymore. You know what I mean? So if somebody want to holler at him, they definitely going to reach out and touch him. You know, that's for sure. Well, all righty, man. There we go. That's uh, Victor Hill about to go do his time in uh, Forest City. Uh, what, what state is that in again? That's Arkansas. Oh, okay. Arkansas. Yeah, that's down you, in Arkansas. How'd you hear about Forest City? Is it, is it a known spot? I mean, you know, when you're in the BOP, man, you're going to hear about dudes been all over the BOP. You're going to hear about every institution that's out there and some you never even heard of knew existed. So, you know, especially when you pull into that uh, FDC Oklahoma, man, you know, it's a transfer center. Um, crazy thing about FDC Oklahoma, man, is when you land on a tarmac on the plane and you onboard the plane, you, you know, you onboard right into the prison, you know. But it's dudes coming from everywhere across the nation. So you're going to find people coming from every city, every state, every institution. And you, that's how you hear about them. So I had heard of Forest City, you know, and uh, down there in Arkansas. But I, me personally, I would never want to do no time down in Arkansas. It definitely wouldn't want to be nowhere that I would want to go. But it's not too far from Georgia where he's from. So maybe right, that's right. cool. It's not far at all. You know, they probably got him close to probably at least wanted to get him out of Georgia just based on the uh, people that he arrested, I'm sure. You know, um, I'm almost 100 percent sure that's why they did that. They may have even went in and did the check, you know, especially if he had to lower the count. He got to be at either one to make sure that maybe his even his past, some, some of his past victims is not there. So they probably did the due diligence and all that. So him running into somebody that's going, you know, uh, put the hammer down on him for something he did to them probably slim to none. Alex, you feel me? Man, well, you know, I, I don't I don't wish any harm on on this deputy, but. You know, with 
some of these deputies do by abusing inmates. I mean, I wouldn't lose any sleep if something did happen to them. <laughs> I was keeping no it real. <laughs> sure, yeah, I was going to say, shit. I mean, some of these dudes really be deserving to get what they dished out, though. You know, because he was in a position of power, man. When you know, when you a sheriff deputy, man, it's, it's hard to, you know, get these dudes. You know what I mean? You know, you had some, you, at least you had a couple uh, COs in the BOP, homie, and give you a heads up. You know what I mean? To give you a, or give you a fade, you know? And, uh, and uh, but not them sheriffs. You know, they're going to run you every time, you know, from the county, L.A. County jail and probably, you know, to all of them, you know, they're going to whoop your ass. So, like you said, if he got it, something happened to this dude, somebody bust him in his eye, bust his lip, you know, no, nah, I wouldn't feel sorry for the dude at all. Yeah, I actually remember um, Reggie Wright Jr., he actually turned himself into Atwater, and that was a camp. He turned himself to the camp part. Now I understand there's two parts. It's the camp, and I guess, this is, is it the medium or the low? For uh, they got a USP over there in that water. Okay, yeah, across like, right across the street, well, down the block. They yeah, got the yeah, USP. yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Reggie Wright turned himself in, and uh, he he's a former cop, and he didn't have any he didn't have any problems in there. He he said it was uh it was cool, it was all right. So maybe Victor Bill yeah, ain't really yeah. worry about. Uh, well, shit, I had probably more problems than Reggie Wright was going to have up at that water, man. I'll never forget, man, when I first started driving trucks and shit, Alex, and, you know, I, I used to run up to the bay and things of that nature, North Cali, run some loads, man. So I had a backload coming, and they said, listen, man, we need you to go to the to the um, federal prison in, in Atwater and pick up a load, you know what I mean, at this time, so this, man. This, I'm this, on, this is after you've been released from prison, right? This is after you're doing I've been your- released from prison, but I'm on, I'm on federal paper. You know what I mean? I was like, man, I can't, I can't run that low. Well, I didn't even want to tell him. You know what I mean? So, he, and uh, so I told my supervisor, I'm like, man, I can't run that low. He like, look, man, just get in there and get out. You know what I mean? And <laughs> man, I pulled up in that motherfucker, went up in there. My whole thing about it is, I didn't know I was gonna have to be actually dealing with the COs in order to get this load. And I know COs in the BOP, man, they move from 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 institution to institution, Alex. And I, man, I was just praying that I didn't see one of these COs that I just came home from dealing with. You know what I mean? And and I seen the homie, you know, and he jumped, he's FG. And I gave him that look like, <laughs> don't do it, homie, don't do it. And, uh, and uh, but I got that load and got on, man. That's crazy because what yeah, if one of yeah. them COs, what if one of them COs would have recognized you doing the load? I guess it could have happened two ways. He could have said, um, taking you into custody, you ain't supposed to be here. Or he could have been like, you know, I'm going to give you a pass, man. I see you doing your thing. You know, good luck out there. Right. Yeah. What, 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 you know, I, I I look at it two ways, bro. You know, some of them ain't always assholes. Some of them seeing I'm working a job. You know what I mean? They couldn't have took me into custody or nothing like that. The worst they could have did was call my P.O. You know what I mean? And, you know, P.O. would have made a decision based on what was going on. You know what I mean? And I would have just let her, you know what I mean? You know me, I would have tried to talk my way up out of it. But I, I definitely, you know, was on pins and needles at that motherfucker for sure. How how crazy is it that you get a, a job to do to do delivery to a federal prison? You wasn't expecting that, I, I'm assuming. No, not at all, because I had never even heard of doing no shit like that. But at the at at what people don't understand is that most prisons, a lot of prisons have uh, what they call the uh, industrial workers. So, you know, they have like a long park, they made street signs, you know, like the stop signs, the, you know, the, the, the highway signs, you know, they made those signs a long park, you know, when I was there called Unicor. 
you know, and uh, the jobs at Unicor pay a lot better. I know GM was trying to get a Unicor there, but they, they they got voted out. When I was at Victorville, they had Unicor where they used to send the Humvees back from overseas. And uh, Victorville, they redid, refurbished the the, uh, the Humvees and sent them back to Iraq and uh, Afghanistan at that time. So at, 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 at Atwater at this time, what they did was they had a, like a computer chips uh what, what they did was refurbish computers and things of that nature so actually i went and got a load of old computer parts loaded it up and i was going to take it to a facility to to dump it you know drop it off you know and um so that's what they did over there so a lot of these prisons man you know have a lot of trucks coming in you know based on different reasons not to mention the, the trucks that got to bring the food the water the you know all the stuff that that need to be ran inside of a prison so trucks run in and out of prisons all the time i just never thought i would be one of them not to <laughs> not to mention so close to where i had just left and i i, I knew i was gonna run into a co man and like you said they could have played it anyway you know call my po or talk shit or just say hey, man keep doing your job man you know what i mean so but that was wild speaking of Atwater. But yeah, this uh this sheriff's man, you know, he gonna he gonna go up there, he do his little time, he gonna get on home, you know? Yeah, man, he'll probably get out in that six months. Uh he probably ain't trying to uh uh mess around and uh get get more time. He probably gonna do every every program. Now now if he was sentenced to eighteen months and he could get out in six by doing certain programs, can you break that down? What does that mean he has to do in order to get out in six instead of the eighteen? Never heard of it. You know what I mean? Once you get past a year and a day, you know, um, you're going to do, I mean, you can get, say if they give you the year and a day, you know, that give you, you only get um, so many, so many, so, so much time per year. And it's not a lot. So with 18 months, man, it ain't no way he should be able to do, you know, still, even if he got the 65% instead of the 85%, 65% of 18 months is still more than six months. So that's some bullshit they talk about him being good behavior, you know what I mean, and get out in six months. That's that's I ain't heard of that one, man, just to be honest with you. Well, according to the uh to the trial attorney in this article, it basically says that uh he may serve only six of his eighteen month sentence if he gets credit for good behavior and takes parts in programs. That's coming from the uh the attorney that uh prosecuted him. Well, the only program I knew that got you significant time off was the drug program that people took. You know, a lot of people, homies went in there and said they used drugs in order to get the RDAP. And the RDAP was a program that got you a year off your sentence. Um, you know, um, but um, no, nah, I don't I don't know how dude going to pull that one off, man. Just to be, I don't care what the, the, they say. I, I haven't heard of that. I don't know nobody got 18 months and went home at six. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, uh, Reggie Wright got the same sentence. He got to 18 months, but he did he did uh, almost a whole year, maybe just slightly more than a year. Yeah, no uh, doubt. Before That's he was my released. No doubt. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know how this dude going to work this one, but they may work it for him. Like I say, maybe some favors involved, maybe, you know, no telling them, but That's some bullshit according to what he's supposed to do off an 18-month federal sentence. All right, man, let's move on to uh, John Morant, man. And um, before I before we talk about John Morant, I just want to let everybody know we, we had already talked about Victor Hill, the deputy that's in prison now on a previous episode. So if you're not tapped into Streets and Scholars, make sure you're following us on all the podcast platforms. We're on Spotify, iHeart, Google, Apple. And um, let's move on to 
Ja Morant. And um, let me start off with this video because initially, the first thing I was wondering, I was wondering why would one of his friends record him and post it? But it turns out it's it was actually a live video. And Ja Morant, who just got in trouble in the NBA for pulling out a gun on this live video, it, it looks to be all kind of spontaneous. So I don't blame I don't blame the guy that's on live. And um, let me just uh, pull it up right here. I don't really blame the guy on live anymore. I used to. I used to be like, dang, dude, why would you uh, put your boy out there like that? But they're on a live and they're doing their thing. And uh, I'll just play it real quick. It's real short. It's 45 seconds. And right there is uh, you see him with the strap <laughs> holding the strap up to his head. Right. And then if I continue to play it, the dude that's recording realizes, oh, this guy just pulled the strap out. Let me not let me not show it. OK, let, let me uh, it's pausing right here. And then he puts the camera down because he realizes, oh, shoot, my boy just pulled a gun out on live. So uh, I, I don't I don't blame the uh, the camera person anymore. I just want to get that out the way because a lot of people are like, damn, why would why would somebody put him out there like that? But it seems to be a complete accident on the camera person's fault. No doubt. Definitely. Well, it's it's no, it's, it's, it's fully it fully lies on John Moran, homie. You know what I mean? Um, you know, for one, anytime a camera around and you got a heat in the car, you know what I mean? Why would you even think about touching it? You in your position, you know, he's already been in trouble with the NBA, you know what I mean? For, you know, having a gun in the club or things of that nature, you know? Um, and dude, you go back and you do it again. You know what I mean? You knew dudes recording, even if you didn't know it was live or any of that, you know, why would you still be doing the foolishness that you're doing being you in the situation that you're in the situation? The situation is that you in a position where, where people dream of being in, you know, and um, you need to be fully aware of, of, of how you act and how you're responding to the bullshit. And, and, and that he's not doing that, Alex. Well, the, the main answer that I would say is that he's 23 years old. And when you're 23, you kind of do dumb stuff, right? FG, come on, let's take me back to when you was 23, man. Man, 23, hard top, 62 Chevy, you know what I mean? <laughs> Pistol in that motherfucker every day, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, um, uh, no, nah, don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? I, I could totally go back to them days and, 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 and realize the dumb shit I did, you know? And, uh, but I also wasn't in his position, you know? One thing about me is I always understood the position a, a, a motherfucker is in, you know, and I've never been in his position to be able to not have to do that. Say had, you know, my circumstances wouldn't, have, you know, happen like they happened, you know, and I would have, you know, went on, on to college like I had signed up to do and maybe went on to the NFL. You know, you're going to know at certain times, you know, that some of this shit, homie, is leave that shit in the hood. You know, we worked hard to get up out the hood, you know, and here you go trying everything to, to 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 put yourself back in it you know that's a whole different thing they take classes on this shit they got people that that with his talent pull him to the side to tell him hey bro you got to let some of the bullshit go you got to let some of the homies go you got to let some of that shit but behind leave some of that shit behind you you know and and it's clearly that's not what he's doing you know so you know he finding himself not just in trouble with the commissioner but with other people as well you know by his actions 
Yeah, he had just got in trouble pulling a gun out at a club a few months earlier. But this is his most recent uh, statement. Uh, and what he said was, I know I've disappointed a lot of people who have supported me. This is a journey and I recognize there is more work to do. My words may not mean much right now, but I take full accountability for my actions. I'm committed to continuing to work on myself. And I just want to let everybody know that in Memphis, Tennessee, in the state of Tennessee, it's it's legal having a gun in the car. It's perfectly yeah. legal what he did. Just so, you know, in California, forget about it. <laughs> you you going to you going to jail, no, you know, right off the rip, but um it's not illegal what he did, but it's certainly irresponsible. No doubt. And like I said, I told a story a while back about, you know, when I was in Memphis and 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 my folks got pulled over. They got a, had an AR in the car and a uh, forty five or something like that. Police pulled them over, ran the numbers. They was clean. Let them go. You know, um, um, so it wasn't illegal. You know what I mean? It wasn't nothing that he make and go to jail for. It's nothing's probably not something he could, should be prosecuted for. But at the end of the day, he have to understand what the people who paying him. Um, what their code is, their code of conduct. You know, they want him to act a certain way. They want him to be a certain way. Bro, we trying to put a hundred million dollars in your pocket some, at some point, and this is how you act. And, you know, you got sponsorships with with Nike and other big companies, bro. You know, to me, it seemed like, see, and this this where I get pissed off at. Bro, you got an opportunity to go make a hundred mil, you know, and all you got to do is play the role for, even if you is really a hood nigga, say, say if you really was a hood dude, you know what I mean? A, a gangster, you know, bro, in this position, you got to go play by the rules, man. Go, 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 go do what them people ask you to do. Go run up that hundred million or two, you know what I mean? And once you secure in your pockets and you retire and all that, and you want to go back and do some dumb shit, you could do, you know, but at the same time, you can go make a lot of money to, for your family you know, build some 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 schools or some some programs in your neighborhood if that's what you want to do. But at the same time, you messing it up. You fucking it up before you even get there. You know what I mean? People, the NBA was trying to get behind you. You know, Nike and other big companies trying to get behind you to get all this money in your pocket. You know, and you 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 doing the dumb shit. That let me know it's two things, homie. You're not a real gangster and you're not a real hustler. You know what I mean? Because a real hustler going, you know, go by the route. They, they ain't not asking you to do nothing crazy. They asking you to just follow the code of conduct. So, you know, that let me know you ain't no real hustler because you got the opportunity to go run up the money, you know, and then at the same time, you ain't a real gangster, homie, because the real gangsters, homie, is trying to be where you at right now, you know, so he in a, he in a situation where, man, he needs to sit his ass down and reevaluate his life, man, and let the bullshit go and go play ball because the boy is real talented. Yeah, man. Well, you know, the last time he got caught a few months ago, they say he went to some sort of counseling. Uh, I don't think they gave him a, the proper counseling or the proper attention that he needed because he's obviously um, he's 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 lashing out. He's he's um, reach. He, he's asking for attention. Something's going on with this guy psychologically and mentally for him to be acting like this. And uh, I, I just don't want to throw him under the bus. I think he's actually going through some pain right now. We just don't know what it is. And it's certainly counseling is something that would definitely address those issues. But I want to play a, a clip here from ESPN's uh, Malika Anderson. Uh, I'm sorry, Malika Andrews. Uh, she had a chance to tap in with the NBA commissioner during the draft. Uh, not the actual draft, but the uh, the lottery for the draft. It turns mm -hmm. out the San, the San Antonio Spurs got the uh, the number one pick. And right after the, that was that was determined, um, 
Miss Andrews got to asking Mr. <clears throat> Silver here about John Morant. Take a listen. But let's start here because this is the second time in about two months that John Morant, the star of the Memphis Grizzlies, has been seen on social media brandishing a firearm. And before he was reinstated after his suspension last time, he flew to New York. He sat down. He met with you. What did you say to him about how much more severe it would be if he did this again? Well, we, we talked directly about the consequences first before we got to a subsequent um, potential to have done something wrong. We were very focused on the misconduct that was in front of us at the time. And, and frankly, most of our conversation was about how incredibly serious the first incident was of waving you know, a firearm on, you know, on social media. And again, you know, the, and the consequences there, an eight-game suspension was pretty serious and something that he, at least to me, seemed to take incredibly seriously in that time. And we spoke for a long time about not just the consequences that could have on his career, but the safety issues around it. Um, could have injured, maimed, killed himself, someone else with an act like that, and also the acknowledgement that, as you said, he's a star. I mean, he has an incredibly huge following. Yeah. And that my concern, and I thought he shared with me, that millions, if not tens of millions of kids globally would see him as having done something that was celebrating in a way. You know, that, that act of, of, of sort of, 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 of using a firearm in that fashion. And so I at least was left um, with the sense that he was taking this incredibly seriously. So honestly, I was shocked when I saw this weekend that video. Now, we're in the process of investigating it. Um, and we'll figure out exactly what happened to the best we can then. It's, again, it's the video's a bit grainy and all that, but I'm assuming the worst, you know, and, uh, but, but we'll, fi we'll figure out, you know, exactly what happened. All right, that's uh, ESPN Adam Silver talking with Malika Andrews, and she sounds like she wants this dude punished severely <laughs> just the way she started that questioning off, like this is the second time he's done this. Uh, she she sounded like she want to press a line on John Morant. Man, she tried to press a line on everybody. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm her least favorite fan, Alex. You know what I mean? It, it it killed me just to watch that. You know, just real fast before we go on and finish. Real fast, I seen somebody in the comments say that this was pre-recorded. You know, and uh, that's why we not paying attention to the uh, any of the comments. Slick, I'm definitely gonna come on the show, bro. And it's definitely not pre-recorded, man. We live as can be. You know, me and Alex Alonzo, this Street TV. So, yeah, back to John Morant, man. No, I, I, I don't, I don't like her at all. I, I don't even know why they give her so much. I guess she got some pull over there, man, because you know. But she's like that with everybody. You know what I mean? And she shoots you down and try to be negative and try to, you know, throw these sly remarks all the time. You know what I mean? And she don't want to see him come back. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, uh, if I ain't mistaken, she, you know, I, um, you know, I think she and the white guy. So so when it comes to the black dude, she quick to throw him under the bus, man. You know, so um, but. I do think he'll recover from this, no matter what kind of suspension they give him this time. Like they, like we keep reiterating, he didn't do nothing illegal, but he did do something against the NBA code of conduct. You feel me? And um, 
but he he's way too talented. You know, he's going to lose out on millions of dollars, though, man, with the endorsements and things of that nature. You know, people are going to drop him from ads and, and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I don't see why he don't get this. You know, like you say, he may need some counseling. It may be some more mental issues. I, I, I don't I don't know what to do personally, but at the same time, he made it this far. You know, he should know that uh, this is this is definitely not cool. Well, you know, the NBA don't play, and if they want him out the league, he could be out the league, and it don't matter how talented he is. I remember back in the day, man, I used to watch this dude in the 90s. Um, his name was Chris Jackson, but he changed his name to Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. He was in the NBA, but he decided he was he was doing what a homeboy from the San Francisco 49ers was doing, but he was doing this in the NBA. He wasn't saluting the flag. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, I guess he was being disrespectful, a quote unquote disrespectful according to the, to the NBA. And right. uh, I, I believe they ran Mahmoud Abdul Raouf out of the NBA just because they didn't like him and he no, was they, talented, but they will do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, they, they definitely will do it. You know, John Morant, though, is young enough to where he can go sit out a whole season and come back, you know, and, and, and be something. And the thing about it is it may take that, you know, it may take them, you know, saying, no, nah, you suspended for the rest of the year for you to get the, get the understanding, you know, and while he's sitting back chilling with his homies and he counting up that hundred million and in, in, in endorsements and, and pay that he lost because he already lost 600,000 just from the last suspension. You know, and that 600000 didn't mean nothing to you, bro. I mean, like you say, it could be some more issues lying there, you know, and then maybe he feel he got enough in his pocket right now to live for the rest of his life. But at the same time, to throw it all away just to hang out with some dudes and to flash a gun, I mean, I, I don't think that's uh, nowhere near worth it, you know. So I'm wondering where his parents are. I wonder where his brothers are. I wonder where his uncles is to tell him. if You know, he want to be a hood motherfucker. Where the big homies at? Slapping you up for even doing some shit like that. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, but like you say, he's he 23, man. But even when I was 23, Alex, you know, we didn't do, I mean, I guess I was I was seasoned in the hood at 23, you know, but you just didn't do goofy shit like, you know, um, we didn't have Instagram though either. But but that I, I never been a take a picture with the gun type of dude, you know, ever, you know, and, and so... Um, Somebody needs to sit down and talk to him. You know, if he has some real big homies, they'll go over there and put some hands on him and slap him upside his head, telling him, don't, don't even bring your ass around here. You know what I mean? You know, and 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 and, and that's how it should be when you got a real big homie. Well, you mentioned his family. He actually has a great relationship with his father, his, uh, his family. His dad actually taught him the game in the backyard. Uh, his pops actually used to play ball back in the day, and he decided, I'm going to just teach my son the game. So uh, he has an excellent relationship with his family. I believe he's from South Carolina. I don't know if he's hood, though. I don't know if he's hood. I'm sure they got hoods in South Carolina, even though it's the country. Right, they got right, country right. hoods. Um, but uh, I want to play this clip from um, – there's a couple of interesting clips. Uh, I can't believe my boy Brick Baby actually addressed this issue. Brick Baby from here in L.A. He's from Rolling 60s, and he actually has some interesting things to say. Kind of uh, reiterated some of the stuff you just said, F.G., uh, let me play this clip of uh, of uh, Brick Baby. And this is an interview that uh, Brick Baby gave on another platform called uh, Cam Capone News. Let me see if um, let me get this up real quickly. Oh, wait up. That's that wasn't the, uh, the clip that I wanted to play. I'll, I'll get right back to that in a second. But um, both uh, Brick Baby 
and Keyshawn Johnson, you know, two born and bred L.A. dudes, uh, Brick Baby representing the actual hood where he's saying this is not what you want to do. And Keyshawn Johnson representing a hood he grew up with. He grew up around all of that. He grew up in the Fruit Town Brims right across mm-hmm. the street from USC. Um, I think someone like John Morant needs to tap in with Keyshawn Johnson so Keyshawn Johnson can, can um, put him on game because Keyshawn Johnson went through all the same stuff. Again, there was no social media back then. And imagine if social media existed in the 90s and in the early 2000s. A lot of other athletes would have gotten in trouble that we've never, you know, we never knew about. So, you know, this social media also got these people delirious. It's like a drug and it's got them wanting um, to seek out attention. But I think he definitely needs to tap in uh, with Keyshawn Johnson because uh, he needs a, a a mentor. He needs like a, a father figure. He needs someone that's been through that's from the hood but has a, a successful professional uh, sporting career. Yeah, I, I feel you. But at the same time, John Moran know that he one of the best in the NBA right now. He know he's 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 at the, he's at the top of the uh, food chain when it comes to the NBA. He knows he's very very um, talented at at the same time. So can somebody like Keyshawn even get to him, you know, just based on, you know what I mean? Some of these young dudes look at the old dudes like, man, I don't want to hear from the old washed up motherfuckers that's trying to tell me about how to live my life. That's how these do young dudes uh, attitudes. That's why I stay in the gym. You know what I mean? Because these young dudes try to get out of line. You know, I'm going to let them know, you, you you know, that young shit don't don't think I'm too old, you know, for 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 me to holler at you, you know what I mean? But at the same time, man, you know, that be their mindset, you know, now he may have more respect for Brick Baby than he do for uh, uh, Keyshawn Johnson, you know what I mean? Because Keyshawn, uh, Brick Baby, you know, got on him, but he did it in a playful manner, you know, like he said, I don't, I don't, I don't got nothing against the dude, but at the same time, homie, if you're going to bang the hood, you're going to claim the hood, run some money over here, you know what I mean? Run the crib some money, you know what I mean? And, uh, and, uh, uh, so now you done put yourself in a whole different spotlight because Brick Baby might not be the same dude to feel like that. Now the dudes in, the, from where you from might feel like that. Now, you know, other reputable crib dudes might feel like that. You know what I mean? So now everywhere you go, any city you go in to try to hang out, especially when you come to L.A., you're going to have to pay a paycheck to come hang out in L.A. now. You feel me? You know, so what Big Brick Baby was basically saying, man, is why is you putting yourself in that position when you don't have to? You know what I mean? So... But um, but at the same time, man, you know, John Moran, he 23, you know, like you say, you one of the best in the NBA around the NBA at the moment. You know, maybe you can't handle the fame like that. Maybe, you know, uh, you just can't handle it, you know. So um, but, you know, M- uh, the NBA going to sit him down for a minute. You know, they're going to they going to teach him a lesson. You know, this shit is all over the Internet, all over everything. Him throwing up a crib song. Come on, man. You know, it's is is. Um, not after he can go back and do the homework or when they start, you know, when they got on Paul Pierce's helmet, when they got on, start really recognizing that these dudes were throwing up gang signs. At first, they wasn't catching on. You know, Paul Pierce used to throw up the P. He, yeah. After he shoot a three-pointer, they didn't catch on at first. You know what I mean? So when, once they caught on, they started putting a handle on that, like, don't bring that shit to the NBA, you know. And at the at the same time, for John Morant, with all the fans that he got, for all the kids that's looking up to him, and you really, really, really not that hood bro you know um you know um let that shit go man and play ball man now do you think it's it's fair to to judge how hood or how hood he's not because he might want to 
prove himself to all the naysayers such as you. Um, so I, I kind of think that that approach is not really the approach we want to reel him back in to get him back on track because it might it might have a reverse impact, especially since he's 23 years old. He might want to say, oh, man, they're saying I ain't hood. These people don't know. I'm so hood because the same thing happened to an NBA player named Javaris Crittenden. He used to play for the Lakers. This mm-hmm. dude wasn't hood at all, but because he was from the hood a ghetto in Atlanta, he wanted to act hood. He came to L.A. He started hanging with the Mansfield Gangster Crips. And this dude ended up doing a shooting and killing somebody. And he's doing 20 years in prison. And this guy was playing with the Lakers, man. So I don't want to push this dude to the edge. You know, I don't want to push him over. I want a real, I want a real bro back in. No, you know, look, it's been many NBA players that did the same thing, but it's also been some NBA players and NBA players and NFL players that had really was real gangsters before they hit the league. You know, that really had put in some work for the hood before they hit the league. They just happened to didn't get caught. You know what I mean? So regardless how hood he is or hood he not, I'm not gonna give him the 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 the, the respect or nothing like that, Alex, to say I'm not going to push you one way or another. He a grown-ass man. He going to go the way he want to go. You know, I don't think it's nothing. Somebody, If he let something somebody say push him in a, one direction or another, then he a bigger fool than I think he is. You know what I mean? You know, um, because if G say you, you ain't hood like that, you know, and I don't mean that you ain't from the hood. I ain't mean that you ain't did nothing work. I'm saying real hood motherfuckers that made it to his position ain't acting like that. You know what I mean? Not not especially when you're on one of the biggest stages in, 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 in the world, bro. You ain't acting like that. You know what I mean? And and uh, if you want to be so, so hood, go run up them few hundred million and then donate it back to your hood. Make sure your homies straight there. Make sure your homies got houses and make sure your homies, you know, you got you open businesses for them to work if you that hood. You know what I mean? You know, so I ain't going to give I ain't going to give you no pass like that. You know what I mean? I'm telling him, you know him being in his position, one of the best NBA potentially can go make hundreds of million, you know, and, and, and you want to act tough, you know, over that, then I I mean, you know, I don't, I don't really have no pass for you. I don't have no, I don't have no sympathy for you at all. My, my thing about it is I do understand cause you young, but at the same time, bro, let this time right here, you know, now I'm gonna go back to say just like this, I caught a gun case, uh, back in uh, back in the day, you know, twenty some years old, the judge told me. He said, "Listen, man, you know, we we me and Frank the Giacomo, we got the judge to on a legal search and seizure. You know, the judge say, listen, man, that's what I'm gonna do. It was a legal search and seizure. I'm gonna dismiss this case.' He say, "But if you riding around with forty fives in the car with with a bullet in the chamber, he say you'll be back." You know, and I said, no, 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 sir, I won't. You know, 30 days later, Alex, I was right back in that man courtroom with another pistol case. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I get what I get what was what's going on. My situation was different from his. I'm rolling around Linwood Compton every day on gold Dayton's. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, it was different for me. You know what I mean? You know, put me in his same position at that age, bro. I'm going to make sure the hood gets some bread. You know what I mean? I'm going to make sure I funnel some over some businesses in the hood. Even if I just gave my homies some money and they family some money. You know what I mean? You know, that's what I would do if I wanted to represent the hood or, 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 or you know, push the hood. I was just, you know, hundred million. I'm gonna put a meal or two, you know, we, you know, when you got a hundred million contract, of course you don't get a hundred million dollars, you know, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm put a meal or two in the hood. If that's what, what I really feel about the hood, you know, I'm not going to make a fool of myself on the biggest stage, one of the biggest stages in the world, you know, and, and fuck it all off. Cause you look like a fool. You don't look like no gangster, you know? So that's all, you know, that, that, 
what I feel about him, but I like the dude as far as his his skills. You know, um, the boy be balling. You know, and, and I like his swag. I ain't knocking none of that, but just. If you can knock off the gang shit, well, it ain't even the gang thing. It's more or less like the guns that's getting you in trouble, just keeping you from getting your money. You know, um, tone that down, bro, and go get your bread, man. You, you know, you're hell of a dude in the NBA. Yeah, man, go get that money, man. Uh, let me play this. Uh, brick. I, I queued up the Brick Baby clip. Let me uh, play it right, right quick. Oh, 6 so run it in. You know what's up. He ain't fucking with the gangland like that. You throwing them ends up, that's going to cost you, nigga. That's what I was going to say anyway. I, that's going to cost you anyway. What you want to do, pay the crips for the rest of your life? Because that's going to cost you. You get what I'm saying? Like, you ain't never been to the 60s, nigga. You keep throwing up ends and all that shit when you in throwing up seeds and all that, nigga. You ain't even from this shit. You ain't even from this shit, no way, shape, or form. Like, when you get put on in Memphis, dead homies. Like, come on, let's be real, cuz. Like, 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 start being real with yourself. You a basketball player, cuz. You wanna come step into this field, we can show you a whole lot about this shit. Matter of fact, set up a meeting for me and John Morant, since he wanna be a crip. Um, six, so I bet you he don't never show up. And it's on some friendly shit. I don't got no beef with you, John. I just, you like the face of, like the NBA, you like the new face of the NBA, and you with this, you 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 claim you a part of the culture, man. Be the positive side of the culture, like you been been. You you don't got no felonies. You didn't grow up fucking shit up and all that. You might have smoked some weed or whatever the case is, but come pull up on me. Uh, look, we gonna hang out this summer on the off season. Since you wanna be with this dead homies, I bet you you don't be picking up my phone and all that because our regular life our regular everyday life you're gonna be scared of and then you're gonna be thinking that we putting you in the middle of that but we just coming to kick it and all that like you're gonna see all this aggression and you're gonna see how we really act like you know what i'm saying but this is just us being normal no problems or nothing you're not gonna want to be a part of that so stop acting like that's what you want to be a part of when if a phase get issued out when the ops come slide are you really do you really want to be a part of this with 200 million let me know something. Like, nigga, stop throwing that shit up. Like, nigga, don't fuck with you. All right, we'll uh, stop it right there. But uh, I think I think Brick Baby was spitting some real shit right there, man. No, nah, no doubt. He was keeping it real with him, man. You know, so he getting it from both sides, man. You getting it from Keyshawn. You getting it from Brick Baby, homie. You getting it from Alex and FG. You know, um, tone it down, homie. You know, not to saying he going to even hear none of what, what any of us saying. But my point is, man, you know, Tone it down. Go get your bread. Stop doing foolish shit. Shit, shit you ain't even got to do. You know it could be different when somebody pushed up on you and you had to pull your thing out to protect yourself and you got caught on camera. That's something different. You know what I mean? Come on, man. You rolling around in the car, chilling in the country somewhere, man, and and uh, and uh, you ain't had to do that. But you know, I think he gonna be all right. You know, he too talented. You know, like I say, he he he's young enough, man. He can go sit down a year, man. You know, and come back and still. You know, as long as he stay in shape and do his shit, he, he that talented, man. So, you know, I'm rooting for the dude. You know, I'm hoping the NBA, because it wasn't illegal what he did. You know what I mean? Yeah, he might have broke some 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 conduct rules, but at the same time, he didn't do nothing illegal. He wasn't charged with a crime. You know what I mean? He's not doing court, none of that shit. The only court he's doing is is, is the NBA's court, you know. So I'm hoping that they – um, you know, show him some love and, and some understanding, you know what I mean, and – uh. Let him keep ball. Well, if they suspended him eight games for that last violation and then he does it again two months later, man, I, I think this is going to be a, 
uh, uh, probably like a half a season or a month, a whole month suspension. And it's not going to be just a couple of games like it was the first time. And each game is a check. When you take his salary, right, you take his salary, you divide it by 81 games. That's how much he's getting paid a game. And then that's how much money he's going to lose. So maybe he'll start filling in the wallet a little bit. No, no doubt, because if he lost 600 for the eight games that he uh, was suspended last time, you know, they hit him with much more than that. You're talking about losing a couple million, you know. Um, maybe he may get an understanding of what, what's really going on. It's bigger than just, you know, you missing some games, you know, you missing some money out your pocket that's, like I say, can go in your bank account for your future, you know, hopes and dreams and, and kids and grandkids and parents and all these things, you know what I mean? So hoping he get it together. What Keyshawn had to say about it. Yeah, let's listen to Keyshawn, man. And this Keyshawn is a, is a guy that uh, we went to the same high school. Uh, we also went to the same college, and we lived. Um, we were neighbors in, in, in terms of hoods. You know, I lived in a, in a particular hood, and his hood was uh, immediately south of where I live. So we we have a lot of commonalities. And uh, here we go. I just saw a video that some some gang members here in Los Angeles don't appreciate Jaws' behavior. Let me pause it real quick. He's talking about with Brick Baby. Yeah, <laughs> Brick, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's a trip. Keyshawn Johnson's actually tapped into some Should of these YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let me continue. You see what I'm saying? So okay. now you got them involved. Now they talking on a video stream live about his, his behavior and disrespect and throwing up the gang signs, and he ain't got nothing to do with that gang. He don't even know where that's at. <laughs> Trust me. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna speak on the gang or the, the, uh, who it is, but he doesn't know them people one bit. Trust me, I'm from here, and and so they mad and agitated at him now. So he done escalated even more issues for himself. Right. You know, it's like they got to get a hold of him, man. They got to get a hold of him. All right, we're back to brick baby, but uh, I think, I think that uh, Keyshawn Johnson is uh, a real type mentor person that. Could, could not only help John Moran, but other people who are kind of going through the same thing. Because how many times have we seen this, FG, where a guy is a professional athlete, but he's having a difficult time transitioning into this new life and this new money, having to live by codes of conduct? Um, he probably signed some morals clauses, and it's mm-hmm. just kind of difficult. I remember when I first got to USC, it was culture shock for me. And I'm I'm just going from I'm going from the hood to an institution. I ain't making millions of dollars. Can you imagine the culture shock from just being a high school baller, going to college, and now you in the NBA making millions of dollars? It's a culture shock for some of these folks, and there's no like education to make this transition. No, no doubt. But at the same time, you know, you grow, they groom they, they try to groom you for this your whole life. This also appearing and come in because let me tell you, no matter how tough we was in the streets, homie, when we get to the pad, homie, you, your mama's you, your mama slap you upside your head. You wasn't gonna do shit about it. When she told you to pull up your pants, homie, and she told you to get that stupid look off your face, you got it off. So you understood, you know, things outside of the hood life. You know what I mean? You know, if you even for those who were really hood, you know. Um, like I say, Keyshawn Johnson could be a great mentor. The thing about it is, and the problem with some of the shit is, how do these dudes respond to certain people? You know, um, 
you got to understand, Alex, that the, 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 the person that might respect me might not respect the next dude or the per person that might respect the next dude might not respect me. You know what I mean? So he has to get teamed up with the right person that he respect. He got to get teamed up with the right person to care enough that he has respect for, you know, and uh, and, and, and maybe somebody in the NBA. You know what I mean? You know, because you have so many different people. You know what I mean? He may need to get hooked up with a Paul Pierce. You know what I mean? Somebody that was really from the land. Somebody that's really, you know, going to put it in his ear to say, oh, listen, bro, I won titles. You know what I mean? I've, 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 I could say I've been where you've been. You know what I mean? I've had, you know, an extensive career in the NBA, you know, and I came from the hood. Let me show you how to manage this. You know, let me show you how to, you know, put get this behind you. You know, so it's going to take a, a special somebody, you know, but he, he's going to have to realize somebody going to have to help him and he's going to help himself at the end of the day. And uh, so, you know, he'll be all right. I think I know he will. Yeah, man. Uh, I guess we just got to be praying for him. For those that believe uh, in the higher power, pray for John Morant. Uh, you know, I, I guess a lot of people ain't going to have too much sympathy because we're talking about multimillionaires that, that don't know how to behave. And then some people are just uh, have have no patience for that. But I understand um, the transition. I understand how difficult it is for a, a young person to, to jump into this to this field. Hey, when we look back at LeBron James, man, we got to say, man, LeBron just always conducted himself like a professional. I mean, the guy was 18 years old and he was acting like a grown man, like he had been a man for years. Um, so, you know, a guy like LeBron might be a great example for uh, for Ja to tap in with. I don't know. I don't know if LeBron was never from the, he from Cleveland, but he was never from the hood. You know he what I mean? Akron. Ja, Akron, is, no. Akron got hoods. When I said, I don't know, but I've never seen him conduct himself in a way like he hung out or wanted to be a gangster, you know, ever. You know what I mean? LeBron James was straight up clean cut kid that 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 like you say was mature for his age when he was young. You know, he might have followed all the right rules and did all the things right. You know, and got if anything was in his system, got it out before he got to shit. What high school? You know what I mean? So that that you know, you could tell a dude who you know even just lived in certain parts or hung out in certain parts because you could be a dude that live in the hood, never come outside or never participate or go straight to the park to play your basketball, and people would never mess with you. Then you got those dudes that go to the park and play basketball, but then when you leave the park, you go hang out with the homies for a minute. You know what I mean? So you can start coming a part of them as well. You live in, I ain't going to call it a double life, but you're doing both. You know what I mean? You're in the hood, you're running a couple phases, you're fighting, but you're also up at the court shooting. And, 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 and you know, you talk about an AI when AI came around. They say AI was ghetto and hood and didn't know how to conduct itself in the NBA. You know what I mean? And and and, and uh, so at the, we, we've seen this before, you know. Uh, LeBron was just a different, you know, him and Kobe, they were just, they were bred different. You know, they, they, they definitely knew how to conduct themselves. But these new dudes that's coming in the NBA, going back to, like I say, Allen Iverson, you know, uh, they come from different parts, you know, and they swag was just different. Their attitudes was different. And yeah, when they got that money, it, 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 it changed them. They didn't know how to act. They didn't know how to respond, you know, but like I say, I believe John Moran, he's so young, man, that he, he, He'll definitely get it, you know, five years from now, man. People, will, you know, all they'll do is be able to talk back on this, but he still probably be one of the best in the league. I actually believe that LeBron James is probably more hood than Ja Morant. Uh, I just think that he knows how to mask it. He doesn't put it out front. I mean, Ak almost all of Akron, the black community in Akron, that's as hood as it gets. And, yeah, it's uh, as hood in Akron. I can't say that. 
I just think he doesn't he doesn't uh, wear his hood on his sleeve. And I think he was schooled very early on. But I bet you he ran more fades in, in middle school and June and high school than John Morant did. But, hey, I could be wrong. And I bet he lived in a more hood area than John Morant did in South Carolina. I don't know, man. I can't agree with you on that one, but I can't say you lying. You know what I mean? I just don't know. I I, I, ain't, I can't buy it, but I don't know neither one of them, man. You know, I don't look at neither one of them as tough guys. You know what I do look at Ja as, you know, you know, your 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 actions, you know, you know, your actions, bro. And um, change your actions. You know, we, we know you, you know, you're not cut from that cloth like that. You know, even if you do be in the hood with the homies hanging out, you know, one thing about it at 23, you didn't see LeBron doing the shit or any other, a whole lot of NBA players, you know, doing the shit that he's doing. But like you say, you also didn't have social media so long ago that to where um, you were able to see that. That don't mean they didn't do it. It just mean they didn't get caught, you know, or on social media doing it. So that could be the big difference. But I do agree with you with Kobe Bryant. Um, he he definitely lived a sheltered life and and really had no access to no hood activities at all. Period. Um, all right, so uh, let's let's move on to a, a topic that we've talked about many times before. We had always been waiting for this guy's trial to start, and for whatever reason, it was always delayed. But now they're saying that uh, jury selection in the Y and W Melly case. Now, this is a double homicide that we've talked about on Streets and Scholars many times. Go tap in with one of our previous episodes. We're on Spotify. We're on iHeart. We're on Google. We're on Apple. So you can go back and listen to any of our previous episodes where we talked about YMW Melly. But it looks like um, he's going to be uh, the trial. The trial technically has already started because it's jury selection. But it sounds as if witnesses will be starting to testify in early June according to XXL magazine FG. And this is a, this is a trial that we've been waiting for, for, for a minute now. Yeah, no doubt. We've been waiting on this a long time. And for the people not familiar, you talking about YNW Melly, you know, them guys out of Florida, him and uh, his co-defendant Bortland, um, you know, they uh, are accused of uh, killing their homies, a uh, juvie and sack chaser. So um, we going to see how this turn out, man, you know, and, and originally, if people not aware of it, you know, a shooting occurred, YNW mailing them, drove them to the hospital, said that somebody did a drive-by shooting on them, basically be at the, but after police did their forensics and all that, they discovered that this wasn't a drive-by, you know, when arrested Melly and um, ended up catching up with Borland as well, you know, and um, so these dudes is, is, is finna go to trial, man, you know, um, it's been a long time. What I did hear that uh, YNW Melly's ex-girlfriend is, is 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 to give a deposition. Um, man, that could be damaging. That could be helpful, but that can also be damaging, Alex. Yeah, man, because we don't really have any idea of what she's gonna say. Uh, I, I, there's actually there's actually a good clip here um, online that's gonna that breaks down a little bit of what we should expect in this trial. Let me just play a couple minutes of it. Um, and uh i'll get your reaction after after that this is a a clip by a a platform called rizzle and they're breaking down the whole y and w melly case unveil a twisted plot involving secret text messages and cooperative record labels and mysterious new evidence as the trial unfolds authorities suspect ynw melly's involvement in the tragic passing of ynw sack chaser and ynw juvie you're ready for 
let me pause it right there. That YNW sack chaser, I said this before on the show, he came to LA with uh, YNW Melly one day and I was um I was on the east side uh, messing with the four trays at an event they had and YNW Melly and Sack Chaser were there together. I'm shooting video of these dudes. I have no idea who they are. I didn't know he was a well-known rapper from Florida. Yeah, yeah. So I actually got footage of the guy he allegedly he allegedly killed. That would be Sack Chaser. All right, let me can uh, let me continue it right here. For some jaw-dropping details of this high-profile case that's sending shockwaves to the music industry. YW Melly is a Florida-based rapper who creates music based on his turbulent life experiences. His first breakthrough came with the release of his debut mixtape, IMU, in 2018. Growing up in the dangerous streets of Gifford, Florida, Melly started making an upload of music on SoundCloud at a young age, blending melodically sung vocals with raw raps about various challenging aspects of his life, including violence, crime, and money. He eventually was incarcerated for weapons charges related to a shooting he was involved in at the age of 16. After being released from jail, Melly continued to produce music, releasing several singles and some projects, including a 2017 EP called Collect Call featuring Lil B and John Wicks. He also collaborated with other artists, including Supreme Patty and Kanye West, and released a non-album single called 223s in 2019. Despite his musical success, Melly faced significant legal issues during this time, including two counts of first-degree murder in connection with the deaths of his friends YNW Juvie and YNW Sackchaser. Incarcerated and awaiting trial when his first studio album, Melly vs. Melvin, was released in 2019. The single, Thugged Out, featuring Kodak Black, was released in 2021 followed shortly by his second studio album, Just a Matter of Slime, which he produced while in jail. And as most of y'all know, Melly's still behind bars. His trial picked up pace, though, as we've seen his appearance in court just a few days ago. But what did Melly do, and is he really responsible for the deaths of his friend, Officer and Juvie? Well, here's what we know so far. The Miramar Police Department has accused Melly of being responsible for the shooting deaths of Anthony Williams, 21. All right, that's a just a brief little overview of YNW Melly. I guess this guy has been staying busy for still producing music while he's uh, in the county jail there in Florida. Yeah, I saw that. You know what I mean? So uh, this trial finally underway. So they what they doing, jury selection right now? Jury selection. They're expecting the trial to start in the first week. Well, testimony to start in the first week of of June. And uh, I don't know what to think about this case. I, I, I have a, I'm leaning towards it's, it's a weak case. Um, but I guess when you mentioned that they may have this testimony from this female, uh, that might be some information that they're going to use to try to bolster their case. But uh, uh, we'll just have to uh, tap in when, once it starts, once the testimony starts. Oh, no doubt. You know, and it's finna start, you know, depending on how long it take them to do jury. Sometime it could take a lot, a while. Sometime it's not. You know, but I'm willing. I'm I'm waiting to see the evidence that they have. So you know, what I mean, I'm gonna stay tapped in with that one. And we've been check, we've been following that one for a long time. Hey, can you believe they're still in jury selection on the YSL case in Atlanta, and they've been doing this jury selection for what three or four months? They haven't yeah, even started crazy, testimony. Man. No yeah, witnesses yeah, have testified. Yeah. Nothing. It's just jury selection. Yeah, that's that's wild. But you know, what I mean, this is is you know, unfortunately that you know the. They, they, well, it's fortunate that the attorneys is taking a due diligence to, you know, try to make sure they get the right jury selection, you know, as a, as a, you know, guy sitting in jail trying to pick his jury, you know, he want to make sure he gets somebody that, you know, kind of understands him, where he from and things of that nature. And the prosecutor definitely don't want you to have nobody in there 
from where you from or understand your situation. So, you know, it's always going to be a battle. It's starting to be a battle with the jury selections now. And I think it's because there's so many defendants and you get multiple juries. Sometimes uh, I've worked on cases where there's two defendants and there's two juries. So each defendant has their own jury. I don't know how many juries they're selecting for this YSL case, but I remember when we was reading the indictment, man, there had to be at least, what, 15, 20 people arrested with uh, Young Thug. So if each one gets their own jury, that's one of the reasons why it's taking so long. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, hey, you know, it's coming. It's coming. It's definitely coming. You know what I mean? So they're going to have their day in court. You know, we're going to see the evidence that's presented. You know, we're going to see if the attorneys, or the, the the defense attorneys do what they're supposed to do, man. And, you know, see if these dudes going to come home or see if they're going to get knocked upside their head. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, let's uh, let's talk about the this killing of a shoplifter, man. Um, Banco Brown. Uh, a lot of people have already seen the video of this fight between the security guard and the shoplifter. They basically tussling on the ground. And he, I thought he was going to choke him out for a minute. It looked like he was choking him out, if I got that correct. And then he releases him. Then they get more words. He pulls his gun out and he shoots him at the front door of this Walgreens, FG. What did, what did you think about that? Man, I wasn't feeling it. You know what I mean? You know, dude came in there, whether he stole some or not, you know what I mean? I think the security was, you know, I think he was doing too much. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, it's your job to stop people from stealing, you know, but what he was trying to steal, some $20 worth of shit or something, you know, and uh, okay, the choke out was cool, but at the end of the day, I wasn't feeling the shoot. Uh, Wow. A lot of people, you know what? I think people are split on this. Uh, Some people are tired of the shoplifting. They're tired of, because in most cities, you can just walk into any store, grab whatever you want and just walk right out and they're not going to do anything to you. We've seen these videos where customers in the store are trying to stop some of the shoplifters because the store is not doing nothing about it. Right, right, right. So um, so I, I know I talked to one of my boys who actually works in the store and his response was good for him. I'm tired of these shoplifters. He got everything he deserved. Is that too extreme? Way too extreme. You know, um, at the end of the day, Alex, you're talking about a life, man. You're talking about shooting somebody. You're talking about putting a bullet in somebody. You're talking about taking somebody's life over $20, $50, You know, um, it's, 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 it's a shame that this is what's going on. But at the same time, you know, that's what they had the police for. That's what they got a court of law for. That's what they had things of that nature for. I don't even think the police is even showing up when you call them and say somebody stole a six pack of beer or, you know, some 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 paper towels or some shit like that. I don't even think the police come anymore. So I, I understand the business. But at the same time, if you look at it, Alex, you know, this dude flinched at him and dude pulled out his, his gun. When he pulled out his gun, the dude started backing up and he still shot him. I don't see how they justifying that. You know, um, maybe people saw something different than what I saw. But at the same time, from from the, 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 the clip that I saw, you know, his life wasn't in imminent danger. You know, he wasn't in no kind of danger for him to have to shoot the dude. Okay, well, I'm going to play a clip real quick. But what I want to briefly ask you is that Whenever you're involved in any criminal activity, even as minor as writing graffiti on the wall, um, shoplifting, you have to understand that the potential of conflict 
is always going to be there. If I decide to pull out the spray can and, and write on this wall, there's a chance that the owner of this property is going to come out the, the, uh, around the corner and air me out. If I decide I'm going to go steal whatever I'm going to steal out of Walgreens, I got to understand there is a chance that I'm going to get my ass beat and possibly killed. So I, I don't I'm not shocked and I, I'm not really as um, critical of the security guards actions as you might be. So what do you say about when you're involved in criminal activity, you got to always expect the worst? Depending on what kind of criminal activity it is. If I go to steal some out of, of out of Walgreens or some, I don't expect to get killed. I expect to go to jail or get beat up by the security. Death is the last thing on my mind. So you got to understand, Alex, that depending on the crime, I'm already thinking about the consequences and getting killed over some, I don't know what dude was actually stealing, but, you know, some paper towels or whatever it was, you know, out of a Walgreens. There's nothing in Walgreens that I should be killed off of. I should be, you know, detained by the security guard, even beat up by the security guard, held down to the police come, anything of that nature. But to be killed because I stole something, no, 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 that ain't even on my mind. So, so yeah, now writing graffiti on some people's business, I would be more susceptible in my mind to say somebody might come out shooting, but not stealing nothing from a Walgreens, you know, not stealing nothing from a Walmart, not stealing something from a department store or, or, or like this. Losing my life would be the last thing on my mind. Well, I, I used to work at a supermarket here in L.A. when I was a teenager. I was actually underage. I lied to get the job. No and, doubt. Uh, and uh, when I, I was bagging groceries and I remember we had three security guards in the store. One was one was armed and the other two were undercover. But the undercovers would only come like twice a week and they would go up in the in the ceiling and look through mirrors to find shoplifters. And every once in a while, I would see them apprehend the shoplifter at the front of, at the front door. But sometimes it would get crazy. And mm -hmm. one one time the undercovers weren't there and the security, the armed security guard was by himself. And and every once in a while they would ask, the security guard would be like, yo, Alex, I need help. So I, run, <laughs> I run over there and I help him. I'm like, um, I'm like 14 years old doing this job. And um, one time I wasn't working. I was on my off day. And this other dude that was bagging, he would help the security guard. Yo, this guy was stealing a, a six pack of beer and he got to squabbing with the security guard. The other bagger came to go help. The, the guy that was stealing the beer grabbed the billy club and started whipping everybody's ass. So the security guard just pulled his gun out and killed the dude right there in the front of the store. And that was a huge, like a huge thing that, you know, we, we killed a guy over a, a six pack of beer. But I would say that when you come in the store, you, you got to expect that, man. If, if you're going to try to steal something and then try to fight with the security, I, I believe that's a recipe for disaster and, and, and you got to expect that I could possibly get killed if I'm going to fight the security. Well, in that situation where you say he took his billy club and started hitting him with it, yeah, that's a little something different. But for a man not to be armed, no, I, I don't see it in no way, none whatsoever, man. You know, um, I don't see it none whatsoever. You know, shoot a dude because you can't either detain him as a security guard or, you know, um, things of that nature, man. You know, um, I just like you say, man, play the clip and let people think judge for themselves. But at the same time, um, when dude pulled that gun out, he was in no threat, no harm, no none of that at the time. Now, had he shot him while they was wrestling or kind of squabbing or something like that, that's different. Dude wasn't even on him when he shot him. All right. This incident happened up in San Francisco. The victim's name is Banco Brown. 
and uh, the security guard. Uh, his name is Michael Earl Wayne Anthony. Here goes the clip. I want to stop it right there, FG, because this is the part where I think this is where you're going to ask for trouble um, every single time. Now, the the guy was Banco Brown was trying to walk out the door, but the security said, no, 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 you can't. You just stole that. You you can't leave here. Now, at this point, you're supposed to say, all right, you got me. My bad here and and end it. But this dude didn't want to end it. He wanted to keep the stuff and then create a physical confrontation with the dude. At that point, I think, you know anything's anything's a go now i don't know outside look you friends with banco brown or something homie because if the way i saw it the security guard took off on him homie you know what i mean if you look at it how you think the dude got over there on the floor on the ground security guard fired on him twice you know uh it's your job to yeah stop somebody from going out he fired on him knocked him on the ground you know i don't yeah back it up just a second and watch that security guard look right here soon as they played the security guard stopped him he, Try to stop him twice, right? Look, look, look. Then he took off on him. You know what I mean? That, yeah. Boom, boom. Took security, knocked the bags out of his hand. He didn't even have bags in his hands no more. He dropped the bags, and the, the security socked him up a little bit, and, and Banco Brown fell on the ground, bro. You know, that's a damn near assault on the security guard, but okay, we're going to say he's doing the job. You know what I mean? Um, what's next? All right, let me continue. But you must have meant to say, my friends with. Uh, uh Michael yeah yeah i meant Anthony. to say uh yeah yeah the yeah, security guard yeah, nah, yeah. Nah, just for the record i don't know none of these cats from the bay area all right i'm gonna continue playing it all right we, we you saw that flinch right see that saw- but see how he back he flinched but when dude actually pulled his gun out dude started to retreat you know what i mean and um okay but yeah, what, but, but he turned okay he he pulls his gun out he and he's he's got it pointed down but this guy is still antagonizing him. Banco but Brown has a weapon, though. But he don't have a weapon. Now that's all he got is his fist. Yeah, but he doesn't know that. And I think that's what he told uh, the San Francisco PD. He's like, I thought this guy had a knife or I thought this guy had some sort of weapon. Because if he pulled his gun out right there and he just flinched, he, what do you think he said at that moment when he just flinched on the security guard? Man, he probably said, shoot me then, fool. He could have said anything. You yeah. know, but, but at the same time, me, me, I'm just saying, you know, people gonna feel how they feel. I'm gonna say straight up that I don't feel like he should have shot the dude. All right. He me, didn't see a weapon at all. No matter what you think he had, he didn't see nothing. Correct. He didn't see it. All right, let me let me continue playing it. Words from a police interview the night of the shooting about the moments leading up to that single shot. One reason why I did that is because I felt like I was in danger. And if I would have let that person go, 
Ultimately, police did not find a knife at the scene or on Brown's person, but the DA says at the time of the altercation, there was no way for Anthony to know that. We have the benefit of hindsight, right? Now we understand that Banco Brown did not have a knife, did not have a weapon, but at that moment in time, it's about what he, the security guard perceived or believed, and was that reasonable? Since the shooting, San Francisco's supervisors have called on DA Jenkins to release the video, and today, Supervisor Shimon Walton released a statement reading in part, quote, DA Jenkins' decision to not charge gives every armed security guard in San Francisco a license to have an open season to shoot and kill black and transgender people for alleged shoplifting. All right, so uh, let me pause. All right, so uh, let me pause it right there. Uh, I, I didn't know originally that this was a, a transgender person that was um, transitioning from from female to male. So I guess originally this is a, a female in, in essence, right, that he was fighting with. Okay, because I was damn sure finna say, well, what do transgender people got to do with? It? Yeah, yeah, so no, I didn't know it either. But to me, uh, it 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 don't matter. It just I, like I, I mean, it's it's kind of what dudes saying. Now security gonna feel like you know, open season on they can just bust on people and get away with it with you know, because somebody's stealing something. You know what I mean? I just don't think it was the enough threat to shoot the dude. That's all, or the 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 person. You know what I mean? So um that's all so, i'm saying okay so if you if you think that that uh michael anthony overreacted then you believe that th there's some wiggle room here for him to be charged with something no doubt you you was never um how can i put it his life was never in danger you know what i mean in order for you to be how it's how it's written in the books is um in order for you to shoot somebody you got to prove that your life is in danger that's including in my own home, Alex. We in California, you know, in case people don't know. Um, people come, somebody break into my home. Um, I catch them in my kitchen. They start to run. I shoot them in the back. I'm going to jail. I can only shoot them if they're attacking me. You know, this don't apply in the street. It apply in my own home, but it don't apply in the street. Dude lunged at him, did a little flinch. You know, after you done beat his ass, you know what I mean? You wasn't worried about him. You see how you manhandled him the first time, so you wasn't worried about him beating you up, you know, at all. You know, you say you might have thought he had something or, or things of that nature, but at the same time, you never saw nothing. So um, I, I believe they may double back and, you know, I, I believe they may double back and refile. I, I, you know, I'm not hoping they do or nothing like that. I'm just saying it's room in there for them to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you could always refile on these. Let me play the rest of the clip. He's calling for the state attorney general to review this case. D.A. Jenkins says she mourns the loss of life alongside those who have protested over Brown's death. I share in their outcry. I share in the sadness of this tragedy. Uh, but I have to base my decisions on the law and not on emotion or on what's maybe politically advantageous for me. The case has led to protests and anger from the family and supporters of Banco Brown. The district attorney says the case remains open since it is a homicide investigation. And if evidence is uncovered that changes the narrative, her office could file charges in this case at some later date in San Francisco. There you go, FG. He just said what you just said, that, um, that there's always room to charge at some later point in time when it comes to a, a homicide. So, but look, this is what I want to say. 
if if this guy was threatening the security guard saying i will beat your ass or i will shoot you or i will stab you which is what i believe he told the police he said we don't have audio of it maybe they got audio then i think he was in uh he had every right to to say that i had a reasonable amount of fear and and i think he was had every right to legally shoot this guy if he made any any threat to him at that door I mean, you got a, you know, you got a certain point, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, it's, it's, it's basically like they picking and choosing what they, well, I mean, we've seen people get shot for a, a lot more and get charged. Do you know what I mean? We've seen people attack people, you know, on different, uh, uh, various occasions and, and still get charged for shooting them, you know? So, um, you up in San Francisco, you know, I believe that now that you're saying that this was a transgender person, I believe that, you know, we finna see the, uh, transgender community at work. Um, that's what I'm finna look at from here on out. Do they do they change it based on the pressure that the transgender community put on the on the on the, on the district attorneys or put on the city to to charge this dude? You know what I mean? I mean, at worst, it's going to be a manslaughter. You know what I mean? At worst, you know, um, um, and the lesser lesser charge manslaughter at worst as well. You know, so even if this dude was convicted, I mean, you know, he looking at two, three years at tops to me, you know, um, but I want to see if the if the transgender community can change the 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 minds of the city of San Francisco to charge this dude. Well, you know, Black Lives Matter is already on this. Um, the Los Angeles chapter for Black Lives Matter is all, all over this. Um, one of my former colleagues who's the head of the L.A. Black Lives Matter, Melina Abdullah, she believes that this guy should be charged. And most of the time I agree with Melina. I went to school with Melina. But on this one, I do not believe that uh, Michael Anthony should be charged. I know it sounds a little insensitive uh, because Bank Banco Brown lost uh, his life. Is it his life or her life? Um, his life, I guess, is what it is now. Uh, he lost his life. But hey, when you when you shoplifting and then you gonna try to squabble up with the secure an armed security guard, I, I, I gotta give I gotta give bro a pass. And let me also point out the security guard is also black. Both these people are black, so this can't no be looked. They can't. They can't. This can't be looked at as a black issue. Imagine if the security guard was white. Oh man, this 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 town would be going crazy right now. Well, no. Let me reiterate though, Alex. For me, it's not about him being charged. The security guard. It's about if he should have shot him or not. You know, I'm not speaking on the charges per se. I'm, I'm never going to say a man should be charged or or not, uh, things of that nature, especially if he was deemed to be innocent during the crime. You know what I mean? So let me let me clear that up. If I you know, if anybody thought that it's not about me saying he he should be charged or not. I'm saying he shouldn't have shot. him. You know, um, that's where I'm standing at. He shouldn't have shot. him. You know, whether he be charged or not, he'd he be charged or not. But at the same time, he shouldn't have shot him, period, bro. You yeah, know but, what I mean? And, but that, that that means in your eyes, he he committed a a, a crime then. True, but we still talking about. I'm not gonna sit here and say, well, I think he should go. He, they should make sure they charge him. I'm not saying that. You know what I mean? I beat cases before, and I don't want to be charged my damn self. So, I, but I'm <laughs> saying, you know, from a black man shooting another black man is what I'm saying. He shouldn't have shot him. You know, and uh, and uh, you know, and I felt he was wrong in shooting him. So if wrong came with charges, that's that's something different. But I feel like, man, he just he just gunned down his own people. You know what I mean? Over, over, over something you protecting the white man shit for. See, I don't even want to get into that part. I'm trying to hold that part off. You gonna shoot a brother, homie, over something? You getting paid what twenty dollars an hour, bro? I don't give a fuck if you getting paid thirty dollars an hour. 
You know what I mean? You're going to shoot your people, you know, protecting these other people. Shit. Come on, homie. It's deeper than just deeper than that. When I say he shouldn't have shot him, you know what I mean? So um, that's what it is. But I'm going to see if these people come and try to make them change the the charges. You know what I mean? So. Well, you know, I agree with you in terms of this. This is Walgreens. This is a corporation. Definitely bystanders should never intervene in trying to stop a shoplifter. We've been seeing that lately where customers are actually trying to stop shoplifters. But this was his job, though. This was Michael Anthony's job. And we all know. I know, you know, dudes who do security, FG. I know so many dudes that do security because it's it's sometimes like the easiest job to get. And sometimes they put pressure on you to do this job. You know, we're getting hit with insurance costs. Our insurance company is, is pissed off that uh, we, we got so much loss. I mean, you walk into the supermarket, all the alcohol is locked up. You can't even walk in the market and get a bottle of Hennessy because people like Bankroll Brown is constantly in there stealing the bottles. You can't even go into Ralph's um, and go down the hygiene aisle at nighttime. You got to go to the manager and say, hey, can you get me some um, deodorant and toothpaste down this aisle? Because people are constantly stealing it. So uh, I understand that bro had to do his job and uh, I'm sure he had pressure from his boss. You know, do not let shoplifters. Do not let. Hey, hey, Alex, I got, I got, uh, we got milk in the comments, man. Milk seven (laughs) four talking about it. He spit on it. You know what I mean? So I I, I don't know if that's true, but he's saying, man, FG, if he spit on you, what would you do, man? So one thing about spitting, man, I don't play that spitting shit. And I probably wasn't a shiny, but I definitely probably would have bust him in his head with that pistol. You know, so I probably would have some some charges against me, but that spent and shit, Alice, if that's what he did, I could believe that's what could have could have triggered somebody to do something like that. Cause man, if when he did that flinch, remember he did the flinch? If yeah. he spit on him then, that could have even triggered more, man, to made him spit. But I don't know how true that is, you know. And I, and I guarantee you, when he did that flinch, he called him a bitch. <laughs> Ain't no doubt. No doubt, but uh, but uh, unfortunately, though, man, he didn't have a weapon. You know what I mean? Just just when you go on what they say, you know, I can do on my own home. You know, uh, but you do have black on black violence, man. And then, you know, like I say, this should be treated as such. You know, um, transgender community shouldn't even get involved. This should be just treated as 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 how it happened. You know, two black men got into it, and one was killed, unfortunately. But uh. Because a person was transgender, I don't think that that the extra mile should be taken because of that. Just because you know, because of that, you know. Okay, so what I'm what I'm getting from you is you you think that that Mr. Anthony may have just shot and killed him out of emotion, not truly out of threat. Well, the th- the verbal threat, but not as I mean, you know, Alice, you saw what I saw. He had one hand holding the bag. He had his other hand up, you know. He didn't have a weapon, you know. Um, Typically in California, I know California law pretty good. You know, you really have to be, um, have a real form of threat. You know, even a person standing 10 feet away from you with a knife don't consider it as a threat. It considers a person 10 feet away from you with a knife in your hand. Until they lunge your way, until they start walking your way, then, you know, typically, you know, you're able to shoot them and get away with it. You know, like I say, I'm not mad if you just do walk away with no charges at at all. I'm just saying I don't think he should shot the other black man, per se, or black person, per se, um, under these circumstances at all. Well, look, Black Lives Matter is all over this. Um, Black Lives Matter actually helped Jackie Lacey not get elected. I, I really I saw them do that uh, every day that they was at her office protesting. 
And who knows? Maybe they might have so much impact. I don't know the Black Lives Matter up in the Bay Area, but I'm assuming they got a chapter up there. And uh, because this person was transgender, that also adds another layer to it. You saw what the guy said. Um, now this gives uh, people think they can just kill transgender people, even though this probably had nothing to do with the fact that he, this person was transgender. But they're going to add that in there as another element. So uh, who knows? Maybe this guy might get charged. I'm hoping he don't. Um, I'm hoping that um, that uh, he gets to continue his job. And I can tell you this. Ain't nobody going to be shoplifting at that Walgreens again. <laughs> Hell no. They're going to be like, hey, man, don't try dude over there at the Walgreens over there on that street. You're right. You know what I mean? But at the same time, man, you know, like I say, you know, um, more black on black violence, you know, uh, like I say, protecting the white man shit. So, you know, unfortunately, that's how I win. That's the part. I hate to see it go down like that. Yeah. A lot of people like to put down uh, security guards because I guess it's like, uh, you couldn't make the cut of any like law enforcement, but I, I know a lot of security guards that they have no desire to be cops. They just want to be guards. They just want to work at the club. They want to be a bouncer that, you know, they do their, they get their guard card and uh, they make their money and do their job. No doubt. You know what I mean? Some people like that don't even have a, a, a want to be on the police force, but you know, at the same time, you know, a uh, security guard job is just a job. It's, it's a pretty, usually a, a pretty typically easy job, you know, so I know why people get them, you know, it, it's not so hard to do, you know, but at the same time, you do run into situations where you got to respond. And I don't really think security guards be uh, itching to bust a gun. Uh, most of the time when I see the security guard at any place, they looking in their phone. They're in their phone. They're not even paying attention to what's going on half the time I see these security guards. No doubt, but you do got some of them out there that want to be, you know, more than what they are. You know, you do have those type Alex, you know, they want to be super cops, you know, and you a security guard, you know, going above and beyond and shit like that. You know, so, um, um, you know, it's, 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 it's what it is, you know. Hey, we talked about this story. Uh, was it last week? The boy that wore the, the shirt that there's only two genders. It was the last yeah, that week, was a couple week. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the boy, the 12 year old boy got in trouble at school. Uh, I believe that was up in Massachusetts for wearing a shirt that says there's only two genders. I, I thought that was crazy that they would actually tell that 12 year old kid you can't wear the shirt because it's offensive. But I, I'm of the school that um, there are only two genders and um, that ain't never going to change for me for the rest of my life. No, it's two genders, but I mean, you know, I do believe that you could be trans, you know, but you're still not more than those two genders. You know, you're not a separate gender. You're just a mix or, you know, in between or one of the other genders. You know what I mean? It's not it's not like it's it's three. You know, trans don't make it three. Trans, you know, it's still only two in my eyes. So, you know what I mean? I feel you on that, what you're saying. Okay. Um, too much fake Negro outrage on these type of incidents. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, people get tired, though, man. You know, Alex, sometimes people get tired. They get fed up. You don't know what the security guard had to deal with early in the morning. He might have had to stop two or three shoplifters early in the day. You know, now he get into a physical altercation, a scuffle with this dude. And, you know, so sometimes, you know, emotion can't take over, man. And I'm not saying that, you know, I haven't seen it happen or it has never happened to me. I'm just saying, unfortunately, now with all these video footages and you at work and, you know, everything you do now is is, is, is under scrutiny and under video. So, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, man, you know, to keep those type of emotions in check under, under certain situations on these jobs. 
Yeah, man. Uh, I, I think shoplifting, just like homelessness, has just become this crazy problem. Uh, shoplifting is now uh, almost a, a problem that every single store has to deal with. And I feel like being inconvenienced when I go to a store. I was in a Walmart the other day and I had to wait 10 minutes for somebody to, to get me some alcohol out the alcohol aisle. I just want to walk into the store, grab what I want to get and check out. But because of the the uh, the level of shoplifting, you know, all of the expensive items are all locked away. And and, um, you know, you, you got to wait. You got to wait for someone to come and they got to get the key. And, oh, I don't know who got the key and they can't find right, the key. Right, 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 and, right. and by the time you check out, you was in there for 15, 20 minutes for something that should have just took five minutes. So. Uh, I understand the people who are frustrated with uh, shoplifting and, you know, rest in peace to Banco Brown, um, his family. Um, I, I pray for you guys. And, um, you know, but at the same time, I don't want to see bro get in trouble for doing his job. I know his job isn't to uh, look, his job isn't to kill shoplifters, but they give him a gun. What do you, what's the gun? What's the gun for, FG? No, I mean, you got a point, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, um, like I say, man, you know, it was an unfortunate incident. You know, uh, we don't know all the emotions that this security guard went through. We don't know everything that was said in between them. You know what I mean? We don't know if he really thought dude had something in the bag or, you know, if he really felt threatened. He really could have felt threatened. Everybody don't look at things to the aspect that we do. Alex, everything, everybody don't pay attention to the things that we paying attention to. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, man, like I said, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, putting dude at blame. I'm just saying I never saw a knife. I never saw a weapon and I never saw him threatened in order for him to shoot a person. But uh, I can't say what he felt. So, you know, um, hey, like I say, you know, rest in peace to the dude, man. You know, and uh, that's what it was. All right, man. Uh, let everybody know where they could catch up with you. Where can they tap in with you at? Man, you can tap in with me at uh, F General One on Instagram. You know, I got some stuff in the works. I'm still over there at FG, T, uh, FG Unleashed on YouTube. I got some good shit coming up, man. So y'all pay attention, but I'm going to definitely let y'all know. Um, so with you, Alex. Man, I just dropped uh, a couple of uh, clips. I just dropped the ODM Slim 5-7 Neighborhood Crip. Uh, we go through the whole history of how it went from 5-7 Hustlers to 5-7 Neighborhood Crip through some of his OGs. I also just recently dropped the uh, Deuce M's from Fruit Town Brim. There's actually a clip where Deuce M's tells a Keyshawn Johnson story. He tells a yeah, story. Yeah, I just was watching. I just was watching. He also was telling me some other stuff, man. I didn't know that Nino Brim's uh, grandfather was original from over there, man. So, you know. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. That's crazy, man. He was telling me about how, how far he went back. Oh, I was listening to how far he went back in the low riding and shit, but... Yeah, he named a few dudes, homie, that I personally know from over there, man. Some of the history of that I didn't know that's how it was. So good looking out on that. Yeah, tapping with those uh, two clips. And uh, we're on all podcast platforms. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeart, and all the other ones. And uh, on that note, we're going to check out. And thanks for tapping in with another fire episode of Streets and Scholars. Yeah.